all feel like we fail or we all feel less than as moms um, from time to time, no matter what, but then to have the burden of your past. Mm -hmm. So yes, being able to tell them that you just the same as any other family member in the kingdom of God are clothed in the cloak of righteousness. Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Hi, I'm Marnie Clark, your host at the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. I am so excited to invite you to meet my friend, Rachel Gunn. She is the founder of Seeds of Impact, and she shares with us how Isaiah 61 is the heart of her new ministry. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really thankful to be here and talk about it. Well, um, I, you know, it's, it's brand new, so tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do with Seeds of Impact. So, Seeds of Impact is a ministry that works with parents. We help parents who um, struggle with taking, stepping into their um, responsibility as a parent, stepping mm-hmm. into healthy parenting habits. We uh, equip them with healthy parenting principles, Mm -hmm. we empower them to step into the role of parenting with confidence Mm -hmm. so that they can then equip their children to go out and impact the world. I love that. I love that it's not just, you know, trying to help people who are struggling just not be a bad parent, but it's like taking it a step further and these, the the people who have struggled with um, severe issues are actually going to be the ones to help their children make an impact. Yes, absolutely. A lot of the parents that we work with have themselves been through trauma, mm-hmm. um, have maybe even gone down a bad road, and they're working their way back to, um, you know, working their way back to getting into their lives and improving, starting over, and a lot of them feel like they have lost that right and privilege to be a parent. And that's right. one of the things we do is encourage them that they are the parent that God put in their children's lives. They mm. are the ones um, that God created to parent their children. And we encourage them in that way. We meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And then we empower them to take steps forward um, into healthy parenting. Awesome, and that's such an encouraging word to all of us as parents. It's just that God had a special reason to make us mm-hmm. the parent of our children, and we all struggle <laughs> with similar things, I'm sure, no matter what our background with parenting. So, um, well, principles. So I love that. So it's not anything. It's not a cookie cutter um, program. I'm sure you have a structure, but but you're really wanting to empower. So that's great. Absolutely. We, we do have a lot of strategies and we do help parents with specific situations mm-hmm. and there are a lot of strategies that, that we can give and that we teach parents, but at the heart of it, it's parenting principles. Mm-hmm. We know that every family is unique. Um, every family dynamic is different. Family mm-hmm. cultures are different. They're filled with all different situations and personalities. And so 
we believe that if we can equip parents with healthy principles, mm -hmm. then they can take those and apply them within their own families in a way that works for them. Right. Our goal is to really give parents confidence mm -hmm. to parent their children in the way that God created them to do it. We believe that um, you know, when, when God knit us together in our wombs, He knew who our children would be. Right. And He created us. He put in us what our children would need for the path he has for them. Oh, I just love that. And what, the thing that comes to mind for me is lasting change. Mm -hmm. If you use principles, these changes are going to be lasting. So Absolutely. Well, tell me, or actually read for us Isaiah 61, if you don't mind, because a lot of people may not know what Isaiah 61 says. It is one of the most beautiful passages mm -hmm. of Scripture, in my opinion. Um, but I would love for you to read that for us, and we can just delve in and talk about how that relates to Seeds of Impact. Yeah, I would love to. So, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has appointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to announce that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, praise instead of despair, for the Lord has planted them like a strong and graceful oak for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities long ago destroyed. They will revive them, though they have been empty for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will be fed with the treasures of the nations and will boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will inherit a double portion of prosperity and everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I'm overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I'm like a bridegroom in his wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring, filled with young plants springing up everywhere. Mm, wow. Yeah. I mean, I can see why that passage is inspirational with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just how what you described. Yeah. And that's what, when I read this and, and having seeds of impact on my heart and the, the burden that, the God, that God has placed in me, to empower parents and equip parents and mm -hmm. plant those seeds that will impact future generations. And I just, the, the first few verses that talk about bringing good news to the poor, comforting the brokenhearted, those are the people that God has drawn me to. Those mm -hmm. are the people that are on my heart. And he has equipped me to equip them mm -hmm. and to equip them in a way 
that will impact future generations. And that that is the heart of Seeds of Impact. And I just love, um, I just love how Isaiah speaks to this mm-hmm. in this chapter. Wow, that is so amazing. And I love, you know, bringing Jesus into this. It's in Luke. Um, I should have looked this up ahead of time, but I think it's Luke 2. I'm not sure. Jesus, do you know? Luke 3? Luke, Luke, Luke 4. Oh, good, good. Um, <laughs> and I looked it up. So. Oh, good. Yay. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So, he, he comes in and says, he reads that part, of mm-hmm. this part of Isaiah, and says, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And so, um, Jesus made it so that we don't have to live in that in those ashes and say what a message for the people who are participating in your program absolutely and I just love that the the way you know when Jesus reads this in Luke um, he says that this prophecy has been fulfilled in Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. and then we as co-workers of Christ mm-hmm. this is our mission right and I love that um, even in the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament um, when he's describing <clears throat> the the poor the captives the prisoners the brokenhearted he's talking about our world today mm-hmm. it, our world today is filled with brokenhearted people and yes. people who are captive to their own, um, thoughts to their to the lies that the enemy has told them, and and those are the people we're called to reach, and that just spoke so much to my heart. Wow, you know, and I don't know, I we haven't talked too much about this, but when God puts a certain segment of the population on your heart, especially if it's not something you've experienced yourself, um, they say it's just it's such a supernatural calling and it's so clear when you have that distinct burden for a specific Mm -hmm. population. I don't know if you can speak to that um, in your own life. Um, Absolutely. It's, and it's, it's interesting the word burden because mm -hmm. I, it is a passion of mine and it is my heart, but it is also a burden. And actually I've tried to get away from it. It's not (laughs) the easiest calling and Uh it's, it's, you know, as a teacher, um, I taught te- I, I taught for 10 years, and those were the students I was drawn to, mm. the broken students, the mm. students that are, um, you know, they have this label of being the, the trouble students or the problem students, right. and those were generally the ones that I was drawn to, and that I had this strong urge to really try to reach Mm -hmm. and um you know I walked away from teaching to be home with my children and even then you know the the women that he brought into my life during that time as a stay-at-home mom were broken women who Mm -hmm. were just looking for encouragement looking for empowerment and God it was it was like no matter where I went, I couldn't get away from it. Right. And so that, it, it is a burden. And, and while it is my passion, there were times in my life where I really did try to, you know, separate myself from that. I want to work in this industry. I right. want to work in this industry. But when God places a supernatural burden on your heart, it, <laughs> it is not easy to You don't away. run away from yeah. it. You don't run away from it. And I know I, I can identify with that because um, as exciting as it is to walk in your purpose that God gave you, um, it can also, it's not always easy. And for me, my thing is 
well, I, I would just like to go play tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't it be easier for me just to go play tennis, which I just, you know, that's kind of my thing. I'm like, that is just easier sometimes mm -hmm. than the day-to-day -day walking in your yeah. purpose, but then the joy. Mm-hmm. Is so overwhelming too, and that's actually how Rachel Gunn and I connected through Beacon People, um, which is a nonprofit that I'm involved in. Anna Nash is the founder, and um, so that just when you talk about God giving you a specific purpose, that is really what we talk about a lot with Beacon People, and um, so. I'm always fascinated as a life coach, by the way, myself. I'm always fascinated when I get to hear God's call in people's lives and then how he prepared you as a teacher um, to walk in this new calling. Absolutely. It Looking back, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And yeah. looking back, I see the path that he put me on, even with my choices that I thought, you know, I was leading myself through uh -huh. this really the path God put me on in spite of my choices because he that is the ultimate power that he has that regardless of what we're doing he he calls us and he leads us to where he wants us to be and just the path that he had me on completely prepared me for this unique piece of ministry to work with parents but not only in a way that encourages but a way that educates them Wow, that's awesome. So I know that you're doing some work now currently. Um, do you want to speak any about that? Like what with some education, I think mm -hmm. with with Love Lady yes. Center and um, is, is that something that, yeah. that you can tell us a little bit about? Because I was fascinated with what you're doing there. Yes, absolutely. So the Love Lady Center works with women who have been incarcerated mm -hmm. and um, they come through this program and it's a re-entry program and um, the beauty behind it is that it uh, helps these women regain their identity in Christ mm -hmm. and who they are and and release their past and mm -hmm. be freed from that. And they go through the program. There's several steps to it. And in part of the, um, I think it's the third or fourth step, they can take classes. Mm -hmm. And so I teach one of the classes. I teach um, parenting classes, actually two separate for those who have younger children and for those who have older children. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they... Uh, take the class. Some of them are uh, trying to get uh, custody of their children. Mm -hmm. They maybe have lost custody through certain situations or um, in, in whatever way. And so they're trying to reestablish or regain custody. So part of what happens is when they go through this class, they get a certificate that mm -hmm. they can then take and present as showing, you know, what they are doing to um, to rebuild themselves and um, and to you know step back into that role of parent which they desperately want wow I mean just that what you just said is so incredibly encouraging powerful life-altering mm -hmm. so the word that you said about God created these women with everything that they needed to be mm -hmm. the parent to that child um, when he wove them in their mother's womb, that is such an encouraging word mm -hmm. for someone who's lost custody and for someone who feels like 
they have blown it and that there is no hope. Mm -hmm. But then to read these words and in Jesus, like double portion Mm -hmm. for your shame. So yes. And that's what you look at where it says they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities long ago destroyed. And it goes on to talk about their children and Mm -hmm. the they that they're referring to. And I went to to look it up because I wanted to be sure, but the they that they're referring to are the brokenhearted, the poor, the Mm -hmm. prisoners, the captives. And so these parents who really and truly do um, embody this, the people that that Isaiah is referring to, this is hope for them. And Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do is I want to show them that, no, this is not the end. God has more for you and not only more for you, but your children will be blessed. They will be oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord's glory. Mm -hmm. And I just love so much to be able to encourage them with that, to let them know that regardless of everything that has happened, you are still the parent that God placed Mm -hmm. in your children's lives. And it is what he put in you. That is what those kids need. It is not someone else. And so to encourage them to really fight for their children and to, to fight, whether they have custody or not, to, to fight, to be the best and healthiest parent that they can be. Mm. Gosh, that's so beautiful. And what comes to mind when you say that, of course, is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Is the it is just the gospel, of course, good news. This is good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good news that is when it talks about being clothed in a robe of righteousness, mm-hmm. I mean, that puts us all on level on a level playing field. So mm-hmm. whether I am someone who's a parent who did not have similar struggles as some people who may be going through the Love Lady Center. We are on equal ground as a parent because we're both clothed. If we are in Christ, Mm -hmm. we're clothed in his robe of righteousness. That just chokes me up thinking about it because it's Mm -hmm. not, we're all on the same field. Yes. Playing field. Absolutely. And I love that it's right here in God's word. Yeah. That I can show them, look, it's here. This is truth. Yeah. And just how encouraging that can be to them because, mm-hmm. you know, comparison is oh. the enemy to all of us. Yeah. And when you have made choices in your life that have led you, you know, to be incarcerated, to come out and not only to try to be a parent, but mm-hmm. to try to be a parent while you're looking around, you know, it can it can really devastate a mom who not only, I mean, like you said, we all feel like we fail or we all feel less than as moms um, from time to time, no matter what, but then to have the burden of your past. Mm -hmm. So yes, being able to tell them that you just the same as any other family member in the kingdom of God are clothed in the cloak of righteousness. Like Mm -hmm. that is so great to be able to encourage them with that. And in a sense, I feel like they may have a leg up on some of us because if we're walking around asleep thinking Mm -hmm. we're a great parent and yet we're just mindlessly doing things that Mm -hmm. we learned ourselves that may not be the best, um, Mm -hmm. they actually have it, you know, have to look at it Mm -hmm. and have to build healthy, um, healthy principles and habits and strategies so that they can get custody again and so in a sense they are I can see how that is actually an advantage to be able to have to look at it 
mm-hmm. and not just kind of do what's always been done or say what's always been said. And Absolutely. And, and when you've been away from your child for an extended period of time, whether mm. you have custody or not, being absent from your child, I think that plants a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. a sense of a, a dynamic where a lot of the things that, you know, we who take that for granted that we will be yes. with our children all the time, yeah. you know, it kind of pushes that away a little bit. So mm-hmm. they understand that loss. Yeah. And I think you're right that that can be an advantage for them because they take it a lot more seriously mm-hmm. than we can tend to take it. Yeah. And, um, and I think uh, the women, it's such an honor to, to get to encourage them and teach them. And um, over and over again, they tell me how thankful they are to know that, number one, that they can still parent their children, that there is hope. I think that's the biggest thing that they're thankful for that I hear is that there is still hope mm. for them, for their children, um, and for their children's futures. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, Rachel, this is so awesome. I am so excited about what you're doing and um, you know, you've got some some cool ways that you're raising money right now you've got some really cool t-shirts yes so I um, need to put a link to that well I'll put a link to those in the show notes because they're really pretty mm-hmm, absolutely um, yeah we so we designed a shirt um, based on first uh, Corinthians three, six, mm-hmm. and, um, and it just, uh, is about, um, you know, it talks about, Paul's talking about how he plants the seeds, how mm-hmm. Paulus waters the seeds, but it is God who gives growth. Mm-hmm. And we just really think that, um, that applies to family so yeah. much. I mean, it, it's, it talks about the body of Christ and how we all have different jobs, but in parenting, it is not something you can do alone, and it's not something you're meant to do alone. And a lot of times, we take on that full parenting responsibility, and mm-hmm. that burden is really too great. Right. Um, so it just reminds parents that we really are meant to plant the seeds, mm-hmm. and we build a faithful community around our children and our family, but that we depend on God for growth, that yes. ultimately... It is the Lord who is going to take what we've done and grow it and multiply it. And yes. so it takes that burden off of us as parents. Yes. Not something I feel like personally God has been speaking to me is about how he's the one responsible for my growth. I surrender to him and let the Holy Spirit grow me because yes. I'm like, I want to grow now. I want to be perfect. I don't want to do all these things that drive me crazy, but he is the one that is responsible for our growth, for our children's growth. Yeah. Um, what an encouragement. So, yes. well, tell me anything that you want to say that I have left off, some question I haven't asked you, anything you want to say about this new ministry and encouragement. I mean, encouragement to anyone who feels really down and out about being a parent. Maybe they yelled at their teenager this morning or... Um, you You've know, already given a lot of encouragement for <laughs> well, them. But. Well, thank you. Um, it's uh, I uh, fail daily <laughs> at parenting, <laughs> and um, I usually 
I feel like part of my burden is to encourage parents through my failures because oh, wow. it to look and see other parents failing and for them to be able to say it's okay that I yeah. failed and I think one of the biggest things is to understand that there is no one right way mm -hmm. and um, just like the shirt says you know plant and pray that we plant seeds but we pray over everything we do we submit it to the Lord mm -hmm. um, and I think the the one of the things I would really love to say is that um, statistically speaking uh, there's a um, statistic about secure attachment and it mm -hmm. talks about you know how building when they're infants building that secure attachment and I take the statistic uh, because I love it it's 30% is what um, what parents need to do uh -huh. in order to develop that secure attachment so a lot of times as parents we think we have to do it a hundred percent of the time I didn't know that statistic mm -hmm. Yes, and while secure attachment is, um, I don't want to take it out of context, right. it is something that happens when they're infants, but it is so encouraging to know that something that important only requires 30% mm -hmm. of our involvement. Right. Um, and it, what it speaks to is quality over quantity. So mm -hmm. as parents, it is not that we have to get it right 100% of the time. It is mm -hmm. not that we can't mess up. It is not that we have to be on, you know, mm -hmm. that what I'm saying, we have mm -hmm. to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. We can have bad days. We can mess up um, if we yell at our kids or if, or if we even, you know, accuse them of something they didn't do, or we forget something important. Um, we're, you know, there are all kinds of ways. I've, I've messed up in some really creative ways. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the important thing is not dwelling on the mistake. It is being quick to repair it. Right. And so we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get it right 100% of the time. You know, for secure attachment, that's only 30% of the time. So yeah. over the course of the 18 years or mm -hmm. so that they're in your home, you know, we can take our focus off of being perfect yeah. and really just focus on being with them, mm -hmm. being building relationship, building trust. Mm -hmm. And in that, it's really our openness and our authenticity. It is not our perfection as parents. Wow. That's so encouraging. That's so encouraging, especially for a perfectionist like myself. <laughs> I, I have not those, give myself much grace. I have those tendencies as oh, well. Thank you, Rachel. I'm so excited for you. And we'll have to do this again, do an update, um, and just see what all God's, God's done in the next, I don't know, who knows, three months, one year. Yes. We'll check in. Absolutely. So. I would love to come back. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and check out our website, meetmeandisaiah.com so you can join the Meet Me and Isaiah movement.